the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The world is a complicated place. You need someone to expose the political fakers, fixers, and takers, and to cut through the mindless chatter and misdirection to help you make sense of it all. That person is Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show. Welcome to the Friday edition of The Dan Proft Show. Thank you for uh, closing out your week with me. Follow the show at danproftshow.com. You can get podcasts there as you can on Spotify and iTunes. And uh, follow on social media at Dan Prof Show. Uh, we begin tonight with St. Andrew of COVID, the Dwight D. Eisenhower of our pandemic, right? New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. And this uh, bombshell report out of uh, New York and New York Post reporting that in a call with Democrat lawmakers, a top aide to St. Andrew, her name, uh, Melissa DeRosa, who's the secretary to the governor, apologized to those lawmakers, Democrats, not the state, not the constituents, not the residents of New York, apologized to Democrat lawmakers for withholding the state's nursing home death toll from COVID-19, telling them, quote, we froze, unquote, out of fear that the true numbers would be used against us by federal prosecutors. Well, that's a fair cover story. We were afraid that if our performance was brought into the light of day, we could have criminal legal exposure. Unbelievable. Uh, This uh, becomes more unbelievable when she added that right around the same time, then President Donald Trump uh, was turning this into a giant political football. He starts tweeting that we killed everyone in nursing homes, she said. He starts going after New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, going after... California Governor Gavin Newsom going after Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, the Eva Peron of East Lansing, my parenthetical remark, and uh, directs the Department of Justice to do an investigation into us. And basically we froze, she told Democrat lawmakers. So you were not forthcoming about the true consequences of the governor's policy choice of reintroducing the infected into nursing homes because Trump might tweet something about it, uh, apparently properly. Trump might uh, and refer the Department of Justice to investigate the governor's office in New York, and apparently properly. Uh, the reactions from Democrat lawmakers, interesting. Uh, the Assembly, the General Assembly's, uh, New York Assembly's Health Committee Chairman Richard Gottfried, who's a Democrat from Manhattan, rejected DeRosa's expression of remorse. I don't have enough time today to explain all the reasons why I don't give that any credit at all, her apology. Uh, The State Senate Aging Committee Chairwoman, a Democrat from Syracuse named Rachel May, the issue for me, the biggest issue of all is feeling like I needed to defend or at least not attack an administration that was appearing to be covering something up. And in a pandemic, when you want the public to trust the public health officials and there is this clear feeling that they're not coming, they're be not being forthcoming with you, that is really hard and it remains difficult. Oh, yeah, sure. 
Yeah, I would see that's a difficult thing to traverse. You either fall in with your political allies or you stand for the truth. Boy, that's a tough choice. Hmm. Uh, One who tried to provide some context, contextualization, really, a assemblyman named Ron Kim from Queens. Uh, they admitted they were trying to dodge having any incriminating evidence that might put the administration or the health department in further trouble with the Department of Justice. That's how I understand their reasoning as to uh, uh, the, the reasoning of why they were unable to share in real time the data. They had to first make sure the state was protected against federal investigation. Oh, I see. <laughs> Again, it's just remarkable. We're afraid we could have done something that exposes us to criminal liability and so uh, criminal prosecution, so we don't want to share it. We're covering up so we don't get implicated. That's something you find persuasive. Okay. Mm. Uh, A related story, the Associated Press reporting on the International Emmy winner, uh, the uh, noted book author, about uh, how to provide leadership in a time of pandemic. The Associated Press, piling on, more than 9,000 recovering coronavirus coronavirus patients in New York State were released from hospitals into nursing homes early in the pandemic. The uh, new number, 9,056 to be exact, of recovering patients sent to hundreds of nursing homes is more than 40% higher than what the state health department previously released. And this also goes back to the New York State Attorney General report that was incriminating, if you will, uh, with respect to the governor's performance. And that was just sort of dismissed out of hand. Remember how Andy Cuomo, you know, who's uh, busy working the casting call in his mind of who will play him in the movie about his life? This is what uh, Andy Cuomo had to say about that Attorney General's report just a couple of weeks ago. A third of all deaths in this nation are from nursing homes. New York State, we're only by 28% only, but we're below the national average in number of deaths in nursing homes. But who cares? 33, 28, died in a hospital, died in a nursing home. They died. Uh, Who cares where they died? No, the issue is not where they died. The issue, a governor, is should they have died? Would they have died but for your policy? That's the issue. Would they still be alive today if you hadn't reintroduced the infected into nursing homes? That's the issue, isn't it? Not if. Uh, Excuse me, not where, but if. But I I understand, as far as the D.C. press corps is concerned, hey, you put together a good press conference, that's all that matters. The policies you pursue, the consequences of those policies, that doesn't matter. As long as you're entertaining entertaining in the direction of our interests. That's all that matters. Well, not so much to Tracy Alvino, who is an opinion contributor, USA Today, and uh, she is uh, not buying what the governor said a couple of weeks ago and is none too pleased about uh, what he had to say when he was uh, providing cover for his office's cover-up while also pointing fingers in places other than his own face. She writes, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo called his and the state's handling of the coronavirus beautiful. My dad being placed on a ventilator wasn't beautiful. My brother sleeping in the hospital parking lot just so he could be close to dad wasn't beautiful. Standing by helpless while dad's organs failed one by one 
wasn't beautiful. Making the decision to take dad off the machine wasn't beautiful. My father dying all alone wasn't beautiful. The, the uh, Cuomo administration denying my father's family and community a proper funeral wasn't beautiful. Comforting my grieving mother every single day because she doesn't want dad to be dead isn't beautiful. Hearing Cuomo blame these deaths on God, former President Donald Trump, Mother Nature, the media, the nursing home staff, and arguably even the nursing home patients themselves wasn't beautiful. Knowing Cuomo respond, who cares, as you just heard, when speaking about the thousands of seniors who died and were not properly counted wasn't beautiful. Nothing about the inhumane way our seniors were treated by the Cuomo administration wasn't beautiful. It should be criminal. And shouldn't it? Uh, shouldn't it be criminal? It, it seems to me that based on the statements of his A, that they were worried about being implicated in a criminal investigation, demands at least some questions be asked about just exactly what they were worried about in terms of criminal exposure. Why did they believe they had legal exposure on the matter of their handling of COVID-19? Hmm. You know, I've said for a while now that nothing will change with respect to the uh, make-believers, the lockdowners, policies, the big city mayors and governors that have been so reckless in pretending there are not trade-offs to be made, so cavalier in dismissing the negative consequences of the choices they made. There need to be a political reckoning in order to send a bit of a message through the ecosystem. People need to rise up and say, you know, I don't appreciate, I don't agree with, I don't approve of the decisions you made during the pandemic. And, um, you know, as uh, we're getting a better handle on the choices that could have been made versus the choices that were made and the competing costs and benefits of those choices, uh, I don't think you should be in office anymore. This potentially presents itself in the... uh, the movement to recall Governor Newsom in California. We'll see if that comes to pass, even the recall election itself. But that provides the potential. Political reckoning is where I thought this would come. Some gov- high-profile governor, high-profile mayor loses their office over their handling of COVID-19, meaning their make-believing and their lockdowning. Well, maybe it'll be a legal reckoning. And frankly, given the criminal inhumanity and irrationality of the policies that have been pursued by those like Cuomo while preening and profiting from said destruction, maybe a legal reckoning would be more fitting than a political one. This is Dan Brock. and sharpen your pencils. Class is in session with Professor Dan Proft and the Dan Proft Show.